I have said this to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. These are the words of Jesus, and we're going to be talking about them on the program today as we enter into week five of Give Up Worry for Good. This week is devoted to, you ready for this? I guess you already know this. Expect difficulties. Things are not always going to go smoothly in our life. And that's what Jesus is saying to us here in John 16, 33. In this world, you're going to have troubles. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Now, why would he say this to us? The sentence before tells us, I have said this to you that in me you may have peace. So here's the deal. And that's why this seemingly difficult and somewhat depressing message in the world, you're going to have problems. This is why it's so important and why it's really good news. Because Jesus is telling us, don't focus on your problems. Don't focus on the things of the world for peace. You're going to have peace in me, which means that since I am always here, Jesus tells us, you can always have peace, no matter what kind of problems are taking place in your life. Now that is good news. Oh man, so glad to have you with me on the program. I'm Gary Zimak. This is Following the Truth. Hope you had a great weekend. Today is Monday. We kick off a new week. And as uh, as I mentioned at the start, we are now entering into week five of Give Up Worry for Good. This, this is the second half. You have made it through the first half of the program. We got four weeks under our belt. We got four more weeks to go. And, you know, I've told you this many times. This is a process, so I don't want you to panic. If you've, I mean, the last thing you need to start doing is worrying that you're not, that you're still worrying. We, we, gotta, we don't want to go there. We don't want to create more problems. Or you don't want to start thinking that, oh my gosh, Jesus said I'm going to have problems. I don't have that many problems now, but, but uh, once I start following him, I'm even going to have more problems. No, we need to chill. We will all have our share of problems. That's what happens in this life. This life is not perfect. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world, but through Christ, we are able to experience peace. And that's why I thought it was important as we enter the second half of our Give Up Worry for Good online group study, I thought it was important to just to focus on the fact that, yeah, you can expect problems. Just because you have problems in life, just because your efforts to give up worry are not going as smoothly as you like, doesn't mean that's abnormal. What it means is that's the way this world works. However, and this is why it's such a great message. However, the Lord's peace is bigger than this world. Everything in your life can be falling apart, but you can still have peace. Isn't that a great message? Because really what it means is that that gives us complete hope that we are not dependent on everything being perfect in this life because it's just not going to be. It's never going to be. But we're going to have peace in the Lord. So we will talk about this on the show, and I'm so glad you were able to join me. Have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. I have a chair right here for you, right across the table from me. And again, I'm really, I really hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're doing well today. Hope you're, uh, you're not too hot. It's a, very hot here in southern New Jersey. I think we're under a yet another thunderstorm watch at the moment. It's very humid, but uh, the, the, the skies are relatively clear. But it's warm out there, and again, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be inside in the air conditioning. I hope you're you're comfortable where you are, but nonetheless, I'm just glad you could join me. Let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in heaven right now, because this could be a tough week. 
only because we're going to look at problems. And on the other side of the prayer, I, I want to talk a little bit about that because there, there's some some method to my madness. There, there, there really is. So let's let's do that. Let's first turn to our Father in prayer. Then let's let's talk about this idea of discussing problems because it seems so counterintuitive. It just doesn't seem like the type of thing we should be doing when we're trying to stay positive. But in reality, it is exactly what we're supposed to be doing, at least for this week. So let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for always being here for us. Father, at this moment in time, we may be surrounded by numerous problems. We may have difficulties. We may have what appear to be hopeless problems in our lives. But we know, Father, you are always here. You are always bigger than any problem that we could ever present to you. And Father, we know that you love us with an unconditional love. You only want what's best for us. Father, sometimes, even though we don't like it, sometimes that means allowing storms to enter into our life. We know that you can always bring good out of any difficulty, out of any evil. Father, we ask you to provide for our needs today, both spiritual and material needs. I ask that you guide us as we progress through this Give Up Worry for Good program. Guide us by sending your Spirit. First, to guide me so I know what to say for the remainder of this program. And second, to guide all of us, to open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can, that we can hear your voice in this show. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, my name is Gary Zimak. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Following the Truth. I want to thank you for, I've got a few more emails over the weekend. I want to thank you for for your kindness, for your your, your kind words really mean a lot to me. Your prayers mean a tremendous amount. And of course, I'm grateful for your financial contributions to sustain my ministry during these difficult summer months. But I see a recurring theme in the email, and that just really solidifies um, my my focus. I, I really feel that my focus needs to be on just how human I am, just how much I do struggle with the, the problems of life. However, I have learned that through a relationship with Christ, I'm able to experience peace and guidance in the midst of these problems. And I, I constantly hear in emails, Gary, thanks for being honest. Thanks for showing us your faults. I, I Listen, I, I absolutely believe the Lord wants me to be transparent, but I want you to know that I experience a tremendous amount of peace because of my relationship with Christ. I just got done doing a, a brief telephone interview with Jim and Joy Pinto on their EWTN television show. It aired it aired earlier today, and they wanted me to come on to talk about how God has shown his power in weakness. And, and I, 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 told, I told Jim on the program that I'm building my whole ministry around overcoming worry with the help of Christ. And, 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 I, and I explain how he has helped me. And I constantly try to talk about my weaknesses, the way I have a ten- tendency to go worst case and catastrophize, the way I have a tendency to play the what-if game. What if this never gets better? What if this happens? What if that doesn't happen? 
and how I have struggled with anxiety throughout my life. I, I believe I owe it to you, to be honest, to, be, to, be, uh, to, to let you know that I tend to be cynical by nature, that I tend to get discouraged easily. However, I have learned that when I encounter Christ, when I turn to Him, when I run into His arms, especially when I'm struggling, and oftentimes it's by looking at that divine mercy image that is just so familiar to many of us with the words, Jesus, I trust in you at the bottom. I'm looking at that image right now so many times. As a matter of fact, I start my day by looking at that image and asking the Lord to strengthen me and to lead me through the day. So many times, my spirits get lifted by through my encounter with the Lord through skip, Scripture, through an image such as the Divine Mercy image, through prayer, through receiving the Eucharist. I am blessed to be able to go to daily Mass and receive Christ in the Eucharist on a daily basis by going to confession as frequently as I can. All of these things help me to receive the peace that Jesus promised that we can receive. So if you want more information about my work or if you want to invite me to your parish, I am I'm currently trying to get my schedule set for Lent of 2022, but I have some openings in 2021 for the remainder of the year. So don't hesitate to contact me if you want me to come in and speak at Gary at followingthetruth.com, but my website is followingthetruth.com. If you go to the website, you'll be able to find out more about me. You'll be able to sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. You will be able to find out how to bring me in to speak at your parish. The message is, he, what he's saying is absolutely true in John sixteen thirty three, I have said this to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's a reason to rejoice. Jesus is bigger than any problem that we can ever face. And just because we surrender our lives to him doesn't mean that all of our problems would go away. That's the easy way. That's the way the world tells you to experience peace, that you're going to find peace by getting rid of all your problems. No problems equals peace. Well, we're always going to have problems. See, the world doesn't work that way. And what happens is, and I know, I've lived it, and I can still live it if I'm not careful. And this is a battle. This is a battle that I fight every day. The world's message is, in order to have peace, you must get rid of all your problems. You cannot have any problems. Unresolved problems means no peace until the problem is fixed. Well, what happens when you have a unresolvable problem, at least for the moment. You're struggling with finances. You're out of work. You're battling cancer, going through chemotherapy. You have a strained relationship. What happens until that gets fixed? What happens is you get stressed out if you follow the world because you got to get it fixed and you can't enjoy yourself. You can't sleep until it gets fixed. On the other hand, the message of Jesus Christ, which is so powerful and so much better, is you can have peace right now. Just turn to me, come to me. If you're weary, if you're burdened, and I will give you rest, not when your problems are fixed, but right now. Now, sometimes, not to make it, you know, this could sound discouraging if we take it to the extreme and think that, well, he's never, the Lord's never going to let any of my problems disappear. And that can be a really difficult message, at least in the beginning when we're first learning to turn to him. But that's not true. He will take away problems sometimes, but sometimes he doesn't. But this is why this is such an incredibly powerful message. What Jesus is saying in John 16, and reminding us of is that we don't need 
for our problems to go away in order to experience, experience peace. He's saying, you can have peace right now. I'm so powerful. I'm bigger than your problems. I can give you a supernatural peace right now, even if your problems don't go away. That's the kind of peace St. Paul was talking about in his letter to the Philippians. While he was sitting under house arrest, chained to a Roman guard, 24 hours a day, he was rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing, why? Because the Lord is near. That mere presence of Christ, which we all have, we have the presence of Christ available to us 24 hours a day. That mere presence of Christ is enough to give us peace. And this is part of what we're going to be looking at this week. It's what we're looking at over the entire eight-week period of our Give Up Worry for Good online Bible program. But now, I, I want to address the, the the obvious concern, and this is something we will talk about going forward, is the fact that if we dwell too much on our problems, you'll hear me, you'll hear, hear me, yeah, you'll hear me talk about this, if we dwell too much on our problems and the negativity of the world and the fact that, yeah, this is, a, this is an imperfect world, there will be difficulties. If we dwell too much on that, we're going to get depressed. We're going to feel negative emotions. So whereas it's good to look at the fact that there will be problems, we turn on the news, we look on the internet, we see the world as kind of a messed up place. It's okay. We don't want to dwell on it right? It's good to recognize it. It's good to look in in my life. I've got some unresolved issues right now. One of them is financial. I mentioned to you I'm struggling to keep my ministry afloat in the summer, especially now that there's no speaking opportunities. I am struggling to get more speaking on the work, on, on the books for late fall and for Lent because churches are still recovering from the pandemic. A lot of them are not booking speakers yet. So that's a, that's a battle for me. That's, that could be a potential worry for me. I mean, I'm the sole provider for my family. And when my speaking is cut off, that's a big hit. And I went over a year not speaking at all. The Lord provided. The Lord was so faithful. And he, he provided for us in some unusual ways. But that was a big hit when ter- in terms of my income. So that is a potential area of worry for me. My daughter, Mary, who is autistic... She is, we're trying to find Mary a job right now. She's 23 years old. She completed a college program, but it's not easy. Another source of worry. And there's a few other issues of, of, that are unresolved, unresolvable at the moment. You know, I believe that the Lord can turn any of these around in an instant. But what do we do until he does? That's why this message of Jesus is so powerful. Because what he's saying is, I can take your problem away. If I want, because I'm bigger than any problem you ever face. However, be of good cheer. Not because I will always take your problem away, but because I'm so much bigger than the problems of the world. Now, why doesn't the Lord just take away our problems? I can't speak for him because I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, being God, he is smarter than me. But I will say this much. If all he did was immediately remove our problems. I mean, let's let's be honest here, and I'm going to point a finger at myself and let you know the way I can be. If he would guarantee that every time we would turn to him in prayer, he would remove whatever it is, whatever obstacle is in our path. Lord, take away this sickness, fix my relationship, my marriage is broken, fix my marriage, I need a job, I want a job today. You know, if if he would do that, if he would respond that quickly, 
you know as well as I. And again, I'll, I'll take the hit on this one. If, if, you, if you're going to say this won't affect you, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you how I would be. If the Lord would always respond to my every whim, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this. First of all, he would be giving me some things that wouldn't be good for me. Why? Because things that appear to be good for me sometimes are not. But in my lack of wisdom, because I am not God, I can't see that. So to me, asking for this to be granted, asking for the other thing to be removed, it looks good to me. It's going to make me feel better. You know, I would expect it. Lord, I I need a job. This job looks good. It pays more money. I need this job. But what if that job would lead to other problems? What if it would take me away from my family? What if because I was making more money, I would have a greed problem and start to hoard things and buy more things and waste money? You know, what if it was really not good for, for me? If God would give me what I wanted, even if it wasn't good for me, how could he be loving me unconditionally? he loves me unconditionally, he wants what's best for me. If he's all powerful, he will give me what's best for me. So sometimes the best answer for me when I'm asking for something that I think is good for me, but he knows is not good for me and won't help me to get to heaven because ultimately that's how you define if something's good for you. Not if it makes you feel comfortable in this this earth, this world, but will it help you to get to heaven? Sometimes he has to say no. And even though I might kick and scream and might not like it, that's him expressing love for me. That's a good thing. So that's one reason why he sometimes won't automatically always fix your problems. And the other reason is that if he always said yes every time, you need something, you go to him. Then, to somebody like me, he would sort of become a vending machine. I need something, I pop in my change, I get what I need, and I go about my business. It wouldn't take long for me to love the gifts more than the giver. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I know the way I am. And I'm embarrassed and I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I, I, I know that would happen. So, because I have a tendency to just like comfort and to get what I want and to move on. Now, you might be the same way. I think most of us are this way, but, but you might not. But the Lord loves us so much that he, he, he wants more than anything else for us to be in a loving relationship with him. Sometimes that means delaying the answer to our prayer or even saying no so that we'll cling to him and grow closer to him and that our faith will grow in the midst of the storm. If he takes all the storms away, there really is no need for faith because we would get whatever we want. And you know, if you could... We, we all have this because we have a fallen human nature. We have this tendency to like the comforts of life, worldly comforts. We like, we like things that feel good. That's why we sin, because sin feels good, or at least we think it's going to feel good at the time. But the Lord knows that sometimes that's not good to give us everything we want, because then we might lose sight of what it's like to cling to him in the midst of what appears to be hopelessness and darkness because that's how we grow. He sits by us. He holds our hand in the midst of our problems and our suffering. And another potential reason why he won't always grant what we want is because of the fact that suffering, when we embrace it, 
You know, not just pure suffering for the sake of suffering, but suffering when we accept it, when we offer it up, when we unite it to the suffering of Christ, that brings us closer to Christ. And it becomes really effective prayer. I'm not going to go look for suffering. I don't like suffering. You know, it doesn't come easy to me to suffer. I don't even like to fast from food. It drives me crazy. But sometimes the Lord knows that's what I need. So, you know, when you look at it this way, when you look at these potential answers, it makes sense that sometimes the Lord is not just going to take our problems away because he can bring more good out of the situation if he lets our problems exist. On the other hand, as in the case with my daughters, Mary and Elizabeth, they were healed of a very potentially fatal condition before they were born. The Lord spared them. I have seen miracles. I have seen people healed from cancer. I have seen miraculous interventions in the lives of individuals. The Lord will do that sometimes, but again, He knows when it's time to grant a physical healing. Other times, excuse me, my throat is getting scratchy. I'm fired up today. My allergies are kicking in a little bit. The Lord knows there are other times when it's best not to grant the physical healing because there's a spiritual healing that's needed or he's trying to get our faith to grow. What it comes down to is learning to trust him. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. And that's really what we are going through in this eight-week program. We're learning to trust God. We're learning to trust him. We're learning to trust less in the world, less less in ourselves, and more in Him. You know, that's really what it comes down to because when you begin to trust in Him, and sometimes you just have to step out in faith and make that conscious decision to trust, even though you're scared to death, even though you don't want to place your trust in Him because it looks crazy. But when you learn to do that and you realize, you begin to see, sometimes, oftentimes, I would say, He lets us see the benefit of our trust, the and how it does bear fruit, and how we do grow closer to Him, the more you do that, the more inclined you are to be in a crazy situation and say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out, but you know what? I know you. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know you. I know you are always faithful to your people. You, you, you got the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. You led them out of slavery. You led them to the promised land. Throughout history, you came to the aid of your people, even though they were outnumbered. You sent your son Jesus into the world to redeem us, to draw us back to, to you, Father. You know, And in, in our own lives, if we look at our own lives, we see occasions where we thought this problem is going to be the end of us, but somehow we survived because, look, none of our problems have killed us yet. So obviously the Lord has provided for our needs from the very moment we were conceived right up until now. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You know, we don't often think of that because sometimes we confuse our wants and our needs. I'm very guilty of this. I do it all the time. I need this, Lord. I need it. I need it. I need it. Well, maybe I just want it. Maybe I really don't need it. You know, and that's, that's hard. But that's part of this process. And what we're trying to do is grow closer to Him. Grow closer to Him and trust Him more so that when crazy things happen, happen, we are more inclined to say, all right, Lord, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I need this, but your will be done. 
Um, as we as we bring this to a close, you have a couple more minutes. This is day one of week five. Let me read these these truths to keep in your heart this week. This is the five truths that will will be um, supported or, um, or we'll be discussing throughout the, the, the meditations for this week, a week devoted to the fact that we're going to have problems in life, but it's okay because the Lord's bigger. First truth, you will encounter problems in life, but Jesus will always be with you. That is an absolute stone cold truth all the time. He will be with you and you will have problems, some degree of problems, whether you're hot, you're cold, your car's not working right. You know, your stomach's a little upset. There's something, there's some degree of problems every day in life. That won't change and neither will the fact that Jesus is with you. Number two, Satan will try to convince you that God doesn't care about your daily struggles. He does care. But Satan's going to try to convince you. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about your problems. Number three, if you focus more on your problems than on Jesus, you will experience stress. That's why this week we're going to talk about the fact we'll have problems, but we're not going to go through them with a fine-tooth comb. When you pray, tell the Lord what you need. Tell Him what's on your heart. But you don't have to go through all the gory details all the time because what that's going to do is get you even more upset. Number four, the Lord sometimes answers prayers gradually and not all at once. That's a big one for us, right? I'm praying. I'm seeing nothing happening. God's not doing anything. How do we know? A lot of times he's working behind the scenes. You know what? I, I go crazy with that one. I go crazy with that one. I need to know. You know, sometimes I'll send an email, an important email, and I don't hear from the person. I think, I wonder if they got it. I wonder if I read it, if I worded it wrong. Maybe I should have sent it at a better time. Maybe I should have been more clear. Maybe they didn't get it. You know, it happens with our prayers too. God hears. He hears all prayers. Just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not responding. And number five, all of our suffering, no matter how little or how great, can be united with the suffering of Christ. In doing so, we share in his mission of saving souls. That is a big one. What a great privilege. But it's not an easy one sometimes because none of us like to suffer. But through the working of the Holy Spirit and through a closer relationship with Jesus, we become more willing to suffer because we know that in In doing so, we draw closer to him and we help him with his mission. And as you get closer to him, you're going to feel that desire to do that. Okay, so that's what that's what we got for today. And again, the rest of this week, we're going to be focusing on in this world. We have problems, but relax. The Lord is bigger than any problem we can ever face. Um, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I would love to hear from you. If you're able to send a donation my way to help me through these difficult summer months financially, I would greatly appreciate that. All you need to do is go to followingthetruth.com and click on donate, and you can donate to my ministry securely through PayPal. All right, I hope you're doing well today. Always know that I'm praying for you. God willing, I'll see you here tomorrow back on Following the Truth. Bye-bye now.